What's up, Gary? We're recording. Hey, bud. How's it been? Great, man. Great. It's uh, it's like a thousand degrees outside here. Um, yeah, it's here. starting to cool down here now. You're We're not up. missing anything. Yeah, uh, they told us it was going to cool down like maybe seventy. Hundred percent humidity. So. Yeah, it's a nice seventy degrees up in New York right now. We can feel winter coming. Oh, awesome! Awesome. No, no. It's, not, it's not cooling now. We're not getting a winter. No, no, not at all. Anything new going on? Uh, no, man. Uh, just work. Uh, you know, normal, normal dad life. Right. Well, why don't you go ahead and just introduce you real, real quick for the uh, the people who don't know who you are? Yeah, man, Garrett Jackson. Uh, I'm a father of two. I've been married for 14, 14 years. I got a thirteen year old. Uh, 11 year old uh, the uh, 13 year old uh, my daughter Taylor and uh, Brody my son 11 been married to my wife yeah I'm second guessing it's been 14 years Jesus. Uh, yeah got married uh, when we were 20 34 now so that's that should be easy to keep track of oh yeah I forgot you're a few years younger than I am yeah 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 34 I feel I woke up this morning I felt much older but well, you look great ah shoot thanks and uh, you know, like the rest of us, like you, you still got hair, not just the gigantic forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I look in the mirror, it, uh, my forehead gets bigger. But you know. it's still a good head of hair. At least you're not balding from the center like my brother is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, I honestly, I'd be the least of my worries. Yeah. I'm turning gray. It's so gray. But oh uh, god, we're getting old. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. I don't. Yeah. I don't really care. It I'm is not impress anybody anymore. No, no. So uh, you're you're still a firefighter, I take it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I ride a fire truck every third day. I'm a lieutenant, um, Panama City Beach. So busy station, uh, busy department. Uh, I'm just I just ride on a fire truck. Are you living out on the beach or what? Yeah, we just uh, we bought our second home. Um, uh, actually, this weekend will be two years ago. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep, work on the beach, live on the beach. Kids go to school on the beach. My wife teaches at Patronus uh, on uh, the beach. Sorry, my, it was weird. Yeah. A few years ago, uh, I was showing my uh, my my oldest daughter, uh, your guys is the Jackson Band, on uh, Instagram, and she's like, "I know Brody," and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, I was in class with him." I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah. We got it was a while ago, but yep, yep, yep. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? Man. Oh yeah, it was weird. I never like most of my friends don't have kids, and I haven't really hung out with you guys or seen you guys in you know maybe once every decade or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So you know when I, you know, I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I forget. I do have some friends that have kids. Yeah, we uh, we definitely got an early start, which you know I I wouldn't change. I I mean that's the way I I wanted to it to be done, especially now having a 13 year old and you know like still being kind of young myself i mean i guess i'm young um and then having I, I feel like i can relate to my kids as they get older um they're getting older faster than i am i guess you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah uh, that's because you're still holding on right yeah i'm still holding on yeah still skateboarding in the driveway you know still can't land a kickflip or whatever yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why i really wanted you to, like, not like because this show's been really cool because i didn't realize how cool it was going to be like I, yeah. I was first going to do this. I just like, whatever, just talk to some dads. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to uh, Patrick Hosey. Oh, I love that I'm, one, I'm, I'm talking to Derek King tomorrow night. It's like, God damn, oh, I, hadn't talked, I hadn't talked to these dudes in, in years. I'm like, I forgot how much I liked you guys, you know, because 
mean, yeah. life just took life just took us on different waves. You know, I joined the military yeah. after high school, and you know, I, I came home on leave. I mean, I've been gone since I was eighteen, so it's like I forgot how cool and like how lucky. I didn't realize how lucky I was to have like the uh, the set of friends I have from. You know, that's, you know, all, obviously all my military friends, I know, you know, Medal of Honor recipients, I know amputees and Silver Silver Star, you know, I know all these badass dudes, like, I have one guy on the show, he has, like, the longest confirmed kill in Iraq with a 308, I don't know how, you know, but that's, that's pretty cool, yeah, right? Like, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, then, like, I got, you know, I talked to Jason Lancaster, and I'm, you know, like, he was a pretty yeah. big, you know, and then Patrick Hosey, he made it, and. I listened to it this morning. Yeah, yeah it's like I know all these like interesting people, and I haven't even gotten through most of them. I still got like a shit ton more to go. It's weird. It's awesome. It's That's weird how great. Panama City, Panama City is. I didn't realize like how many interesting people you know came from Panama City. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, I I don't know anybody uh, with a Medal of Honor, a guy who's shot a guy from that far away, or you know, if if you if you, if you stay in long enough, you're bound to meet some crazy dudes. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. That no, that's cool though. But I mean, you know. I I, uh, I listened to the one with Patrick the other day, and I I sent him a message. I I really enjoyed it. Just hearing his voice, you can you can just hear the. I got just one of a kind. Yeah, know? dude. Like since I started talking to him, I forgot how much I miss him, and like yeah, you know, instantly took me back to high school. You know that dude. He's he was always nice, always just yep. down to earth, caring. You know, just really solid dude. And I was like, God, I really wish I would have stayed in touch a lot better over the years, but yep. it is what it is. But but yeah, I want to talk to you because. Uh, you're, you're like one of my favorite dads. Like, oh, you know, man. I have talked to you for like your Instagram. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, he, he's living the, uh, living that dad life up. Like, it, it, tell me how that, you know, what's going on. At first, I guess you should tell me your childhood. Cause and then go into, uh, what's going on with your kids. Cause you've actually started a, a, a rock band with them and you guys are performing. And it seems like you're, you're involved in almost every aspect of their lives. I see your, other, your, your youngest one, he's playing piano and singing and skateboarding and, you know, yeah, I, saw, I, think, I think I saw him skimboarding one time. I'm thinking like all the things that we did when we yeah. were younger, like you've completely yeah. integrated them into that kind of lifestyle. So I guess I guess I want to kind of know like how you were when you were a kid and like your family interaction and kind of like how that helped you when you became a parent and like some of the things that you're doing, whether it's the same or different or but like I said, it's very unique to see like someone as involved. Or at least I, I guess it shouldn't be unique, but I guess the world I come from, like, oh, just, yeah, I, I understand. Um, well. So, uh, I grew up, you know, in Panama city and, uh, my, um, um, so after I was a baby, my mom and dad split, uh, pretty young. Um, so I didn't have a relationship. I didn't know my dad until I was, uh, 17. Um, and my mom pretty much raised me, uh, she was remarried with, you know, who would be my stepfather at the time. Um, but you know, she worked her butt off to, you know, make a decent life. So, my grandparents were really involved in my life. My grandfather's the most amazing person in the world. Uh, you know, he's a, he was a diver in the Navy way before, you know, there were Navy divers and, and did cool stuff. Um, but he had a, he had a really good sense of, uh, how to be a role model almost. Um, you know, and, and my grandmother was just the, the one you would picture as a picture perfect grandmother. So, they're involved uh, a lot, and I think they they have a lot, uh, you know, and how I don't know to say how I became a, a involved father. You know, uh, they taught me what was right and what was wrong, and let me make mistakes, and you know, gave me opportunities and and taught me lessons, and you know, showed me experiences, and 
you know, it's easy to fake it on Instagram and everything looks good. I don't think it's all. Yeah, it's all good. That's, I, what, that's I, what I'm learning, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, yeah. I failed a lot of times. I, I was talking with a buddy the other day about uh, my daughter. It was a few years ago and, and I just I, I failed miserably. She came out in pants that were too small and uh, some shoes that the heel was too high and she <laughs> felt pretty. And I told her to take that shit off. <laughs> and I crushed her, man. She felt great, and I just ruined it. And I, I think about that moment, like, yeah, all she wanted to do was show her daddy how pretty she was, and it broke my heart. I didn't want to see it, and want to have anything to do with it. You take it off, you go in your room, you put your pajamas on. You know, that's not how you dress. And, right. Uh, you know, so there's moments like that that I, you know, I often think like, oh man, how would how would my grandfather go about this? You know. But it's after I've already screwed it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got like yeah. my my oldest is the same age or same age as your uh, your youngest. Yeah. But I have a I also have a one year old. So like I have a yeah. lot more. Like I know I know like you're 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 kind of happy with like your uh, your route. You know, having a having a kid at twenty. Um, yeah. Me, it's the opposite. Like I wish I definitely would have waited because like you, I fucked it up royally um, when I when I had my my first two girls. Um, but you know. I feel more prepared with a one-year-old like, all right, I'm not gonna make the same mistakes. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I mean, man, do I think I'd be a way better at, uh, you know, raising a baby now? Absolutely. Got a little experience. Yeah. Man, when I, when my daughter was, was young, my wife was still in school and she was going to finish her degree, you know? And, uh, I worked at the firehouse. I had a pretty easy schedule, 24, 48. So I worked 24 hour shifts. I was off at 48. So I got to be a stay-at-home dad as a, you know, for the time I was at home. Yeah. There were really no other options, you know. And, man, I was, you know, I was terrified. Like, we, we used to go to Lowe's on a pretty regular basis. Because, one, I could look at, you know, tools I can never afford. And if something happened, there were people around, you know. <laughs> and, like, I'd, I'd put her, uh, I had a little single-cab truck, so I'd have to, I'd have to drive my wife's uh, Honda Civic. And to put her in there and strap her all in, you know, and uh, we'd go to we'd go to Lowe's and Home Depot and walk around and like, man, I I go to Lowe's with her now. And I'm like, one, I was terrified. Now, I'm, uh, you know, it, it's, she can fend for herself. But right. I, I'm so glad I got those moments as a dad to to, to be terrified. I think it makes I, you. I, a I little think that, I think you're, you're actually you're, you're kind of lucky to have that. Um, oh, man, because I think most guys. um uh, like one of the, one of the reasons I started like started the podcast was uh, uh some of my, my wife's friends are like Josh should start a podcast because he's rocking this stay home dad shit, um but the thing is when I was uh, when my daughter was younger I wasn't a stay home dad and what happens a lot of times I think for most men is they get used to the mom being the mom and like yeah. dad dad just being a breadwinner you know like avoiding the diaper changes avoiding uh you know like playing a very minimal role because you feel like you have some kind of like. I guess privilege because you're the uh, the breadwinner. You 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 work all the crazy hours. Now, that's that's the mother's job, and it should be the opposite. It should be like it should be a, a, you know a, a team effort. But yeah, you know that's one thing that I guess you're probably lucky that you had that experience because I didn't have that. Like now I get it. You know now I'm like I'm all in. Like you know shit diapers don't mean nothing to me. Like yeah, not at I, all. I, I I grab my kid like. I take him to jujitsu training with me. I yeah, take, I, I see it. So, he's all over so my. Awesome. I, I don't go anywhere without him. I take him like if I can put him in my kayak and go fishing with them legally. Yes. I would, yeah. but you know, but like I, everything I, you know, like I'll, I'll think about the eat. I, I don't care. Like it's, it's nothing to me. And like, you know, it would have been nice to learn that when I was younger, but there is like this weird stereotype, you know, that dads can't be stay home dads and that 
There's this, um, yeah, I, it's weird. Like, cause it like, you know, women got to do this job, men got to do this job. And that's just the way it is. And it's, it's yeah. completely opposite. I think, I think I love it. I love being a stay home dad. I think yeah. it's the shit. Yes. I, I could care less. No, no one else is going to tell me how, uh, how they think my life should go, whether yeah. parenting, working, staying at home. What? Yeah. That's not, that's not how it works. You're yeah. lucky, man. You're lucky. Yeah. You guys will have a tight, tight relationship forever. You might not remember, you know, was he, he's 11 months, right? Uh, he'll be a year next week. Oh, awesome. So, all right, close. He, he doesn't, he's not going to remember all the things, but you will. And, uh, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm jealous. Plus I don't want to go to work tomorrow. So, yeah. <laughs> well, like I'm not in the fire, but a paramedic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't right. want to, I don't want to do that. Like, 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 I, yeah. I, like I love hanging out with him and I, it, it, I, it drives like, it's almost like makes me sick to my stomach when I do have to go to work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. But, um, now as far as like, like playing rock and roll with them and stuff, I, I just, man, my mom, listen, she, she grew up in the sixties and seventies and her taste for music is fantastic. And, you know, I remember being young and, and um, I was like, I think this is cool. And she's like, well, that's garbage. You're going to listen to the Eagles. You know, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I listened to the Eagles when I was, you know, 11 years old or whatever. And, and she's like, this is rock and roll. This is Fleetwood Mac. You should, you should learn to play guitar. I'm like, all right. So she taught me some chords and you know, that's how I learned to play guitar. So she that's had really, influence on. That's, on that's really weird though. Cause I didn't know you played any instruments. Cause I, I, I've, you know, I've known you like, you know, just our history together was you used to come to all of our shows and I know we went to high yeah. school, went to high school together, but you were like a year or two younger than me. But I remember, yeah. I remember you specifically cause it was your crew. If I could get one flyer to you, like you, there, that was guaranteed at least five, six guys are going to show up to one of our shows from just yeah. that crew that you were. And it's, it might have been more, but there's a bunch I can think. I can think of almost all of them, like Russell, like all these guys off the top of my head who, oh yeah, who like you, who your your guys' crew that would always come to shows. And if we got one of you, yeah. we got all of you. But like I don't That's remember true. any any of you guys playing instruments or any. Um, I don't yeah, know you got any musicians right. at all during that time. Yeah, we um. So I started a, a band uh, with Randy Bobless and Tom Oliver. And a couple of kids that uh, that lived at the beach that played in some some beach punk rock bands. I played guitar forever, but um, I could borrow a bass, so they made me play bass, which was fine. Uh, and you know, yeah, we played uh, we played uh, some rock and roll for a couple of years, and then and then uh, we kind of left and started um, uh, Caldwell with Randy. Right. I was in that for a little while, and and. Um, you know, but yeah, we, we always played music and, you know, listen to music. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, that's a, that's never going away for me. So right, my kids didn't have a choice, but to listen to music. And, uh, I, I bought Brody a drum set off Craigslist. I'm like scrolling through Craigslist, which is kind of weird for me. I didn't often do that. And, uh, I saw the drum set, first act drum set came with a couple cymbals and I'm like, it's like 50 bucks. I'm like, I got to do that. If it sits in the attic for years, you know, whatever, but I got to buy that. And I set it up in the garage and it stayed there. And, uh, he was like seven years old, I think. And he walks out there and he just sits down there and he hits the, it's the, the floor tom. It's out of tune. sounds terrible, but it's this steady beat. And I'm like, Oh shit, man, what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, so I'm like, I'm literally scrambling like, Oh God, we got to do something. We gotta, we gotta make this work. So, it, you know, that lasted for a little bit. And then uh, we had this iPod that had GarageBand on it. And I showed him, like, just very simple, you know, the hi-hat button and the snare. 
and I played a, um, it was a Zach Brown song and he just kept the beat. And I'm like, my mind is blown. I'm like, I, I can't keep the beat. This yeah. kid's in the backseat of the SUV, like keeping the beat. And hey, drums, are, drums aren't easy to teach someone. No, no. Unless you're, not. Unless, unless you're a drummer. And when you're 29 years old and you're trying to learn how to play drums so you can teach your eight-year-old, seven, eight-year-old son, that's even harder. Jesus. So, uh, but he picked it up and I mean, it's pretty much self-taught. Thank God for YouTube. You know, I wish I had had that. We'd probably be better at everything. Oh yeah. I definitely would have never, I probably been a great musician if I would have had that. I I think (laughs) me growing up, like I learned how to play bass or guitar, like off of, you had to go to, you had to find what song you liked, the band, you had to go look online for the tablature yeah. Or whatever. And that was it. And then you would just listen to the song over and over again and try to try to figure out. And then if you were talented enough, you'd figure out how to actually play guitar off doing that and not just play a song. But yeah, yeah it would have been nice to have YouTube. Yeah, man. Cause yeah. And even just like listening to stuff, he'll watch, he would watch like a guy do um, a drum cover. Cause you can't watch a music video or a live show and see the drummer. Um, so I'd give him a simple song and, and he would just watch a drum cover of it and then go sit behind the kit in the garage and play it, you know, or, or try to. Um, and, and he just picked it up, man, like so fast. And it blew my mind. We literally, I would like, I would keep him home from school or check him out really early and just take him home just so we could jam in the house while my wife was at work. And while, you know, Taylor was, and it was just, it just happened. And now I can't even keep up with the kid. He's so damn good. Oh, and he's only getting better. Like he's, I guess he's learning different instruments now. He's playing, yeah, uh, guitar. I saw oh, yeah. him messing around on piano, like teaching himself to play piano. Yeah, I mean, is that is that something that you think came from your mother's side? Like, is that something that just yeah. like the niece? Yeah, yeah, because it's not me. I can't play piano. No, I, no, you're, I'm you're still a usually the music gene skips a generation, probably. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But I told him he's in his room right now playing. Uh, he was playing the Star Spangled Banner when I walked by uh, a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, like I can't, I can't keep up. Uh, and then you know we we would jam and stuff, and my daughter would sing um, along with us, and um, you know she would say, "I want to play this song," and it'd be like Taylor Swift, and I'm like, "All right, well, I got to learn a Taylor Swift song," which I enjoyed probably way more than I should have. Um, more than you should admit, right? Yeah, and. Uh, you know, Brody kept a simple beat, and we'd play freaking Taylor Swift. And then, you know, then we moved some stuff out of the living room, and the drum set stayed there. My amp stayed there, and the PA I borrow slash took from work, um, it stayed there. And then it became just an everyday thing. We would play songs and whatever we wanted, you know, from Taylor Swift to, oh, man, we played a, we played a show the other day. I had a set list. Uh, we played my my battalion chief's retirement party. We played Marshall Tucker. We played Tom Petty. We played the Black Crows. We played Mayday Parade. Uh, we played a Rick Astley song. Like it's just crazy. So, um, so yeah. what was it? We just as they were getting older. Like because what I started doing, like I immediately started like as soon as Theo was born and his mother got out of the way. Like I was like I was putting in MXPX. One because yeah. M- oh, M- yeah. M- MXPX doesn't like if if there's a, if there's a a punk band to introduce your child to, it's MXPX. Absolutely. There's no cursing. It's Huge. it's pretty positive. It's pretty yes. positive music. And uh, one day we'll listen to Gutter Mouth together, but just not yeah. yet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Let me tell you. Yeah. I got an MXPX tattoo yeah, so, my whole life. Like, and I, I didn't know any like uh, you know baby hymns or whatever. And I got I got I'm gonna be this kid all the time. So I'm like tomorrow's another day. It's like is what I, what I would sing them to sleep with. Uh, yes. 
you know, girls suck forever or whatever. Like all these things I would yeah. like see. Them. And like it got to the point where I was like the only thing that would soothe them. Like I'd be like, I'd be driving down the road, he'd be crying. I'd put in like the MXPX acoustic version, and he'd be out. I had to awesome. sing. I, I would have to sing it, even though I can't, you know, carry, yeah. carry a, you know, a key for to save my life. But yeah. I would have to sing it. But it is that is that kind of what you did? Just immediately just started like bombarding him with all the different kind of music that you enjoy yeah i mean i my wife would probably tell you that i forced it but um i really didn't like he he's got a he's got an ear for music both of them do i mean they have their own taste in music um you know i don't let them listen to garbage um but you know and and then you know we went to a lot of concerts i love to watch live music i'll i'll watch I've been to some amazing shows. I just saw the Rolling Stones uh, in April, in uh, July. It was amazing. But I I enjoy watching uh, a jazz guitar player at a fancy restaurant play just as much. I just love it. So we um we did lots of live music. They've seen the list of people they've seen is is unbelievable. And and I think that helped a lot. Like we we took them to Zach Brown. Um, uh, man, it's probably been five years ago. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe less than that. Uh, three, four years ago, we saw Zach Brown, and it was an amazing show, you know. Um, and I think that was like, man, that guy played drums really good with all these lights, and it, that made them want to play music. So, you know, uh, it 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 definitely helped. I mean, they they uh, they have their own style of music and their own. You know, my daughter loves Paramore. We took we took her took them to see Paramore last year, and man. A ton. There's too many to even. It's ridiculous, actually. Well, let me ask you this, because your your daughter's 13 and your son's 11, and I remember 11, yeah. like or like whatever whatever fifth grade was. That was a very that was a very pivotal year for me. Um, yeah. That was sure. the year that um, like Green Day put out Dookie. That was the yeah. year that uh, Offspring put out Smash. So that was the year that I was introduced to punk rock. That was when punk rock became like uh, like a mainstream, and then all of a sudden I started skateboarding, and then I started reading like the videos had like Pennywise on it, and I'd buy a Pennywise album. I read the, the who Pennywise thanked in their album work, and then that's how I found about that's how I, that's how I found about punk rock. But it all started really when I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Um. So now that your kids are getting older, like, is there things that you worry about, like what's going on, like in their ears, like you know what I mean? Like I probably shouldn't have been listening, and I don't know because like honestly, I'm open to it. I really don't care. I took my daughters to a Blink One Two concert. Yeah. There's there's people drinking, fighting, and smoking yeah, weed, yeah. and I'm just explaining it to them. Uh, but you know, when I was that age, which is weird, when I when I see your kids, like your kids are skateboarding, your kids are, you know, jamming out, you know, being what they are. Like back in the day, I would have gotten trouble. Like my mom didn't want me skateboarding because it was because you know the '80s had that weird, uh, like punks were the uh, scary guy with a mohawk and a switchblade, you know. And so, like, for some reason, when I became like I decided I wanted to be a punk rocker, that was the image that my mom had was like from the '80s. The bad guy was always a punk. Um, so immediately I was, uh, you know, like she would always like throw away my band T-shirt. She would always, uh, you know, like she would go through like, like I remember I had a Nirvana album. And you remember it had a uh, Kirk Cobain flicking everyone off on the yeah. Nevermind. Like, she 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 preached to me and <laughs> got rid of that shit. Yeah. I, I got it back because I went to Walmart for the next day. But still, it's just like <laughs> are, are there things like that that bother you? Like what's too much? What are you what are you open to? Like anything like like what are your no, thoughts man. on that? I mean, you know. Um... I don't think there's anything that, man, my kids are so good. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever have to worry about, you know, um, I, I hope not, but anything crazy. I mean, my, my son's seen Jason Isbell in the 400 unit play. I think, I think he's been like six times and Taylor's been five. 
And they, you know, most of his songs, I don't know if you listen to them, but they're like about his drug problem or they're really depressing. He says the F word in one of them. And, you know, I turn it down. Um, but, you know, you can't shelter them. Um, no. And gonna, like, that was my thing because that's why I was, you know, like I took him to the Blink 82 concert or, you know, when my, old, my, my uh, youngest said she liked AFI. So, like, I put in the AFI album and I go old school AFI. I don't listen to the new AFI. I go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, not that I had anything against the new AFI, no, but yeah. I, I didn't grow up listening to the new AFI. So, sure, sure. but you know, I, I put it in. I was like, you know, like you're gonna hear it anyways. Like, and it, especially like when you think about like it's a band like AFI that gets into like some pretty dark, uh, dark lyrics. Uh, yeah. You know, talks a lot about like and not, not like the positive part of like depression. You know, it's, it's not like they're they're trying to like make people happy. Like all he does is sing about how woe is me and you know c- that kind of stuff. And it's just like I want to be there to kind of like, hey, this is what it means but this is not where what it has to mean and like i don't want them to get like i don't want them to have to like interpret things alone kind of like a, how i had to because they can get the wrong mess or they'll get the correct message but the message that you know that i don't want them to get or at least sure. i want them to understand it you know you ever have like, any fears like that when you're because music's different like for some reason like yeah. when i was younger my parents would let me watch whatever rated r movie i wanted to watch but when it came to music they were very um very picky, you know, which is really weird. Sure. My, mom's, my mom's favorite album was uh, Bon Jovi, you know, Slippery When Wet. And guess what? Uh, I, know yeah. what I know what Slippery When Wet means, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not talking about the road after it rains. <laughs> yeah. No, um, man, I'm, I'm honestly more afraid that they're going to um, like Justin Bieber or some of the garbage that's out there than, than hear a song that has a bad word in it or, or anything like that. Like, you know, I... I walk by the music room all the time and hear something random. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, ah, it just popped up. And I'm like, you're experimenting with the Jonas brothers. Turn that <laughs> shit off. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, it's probably not the Jonas brothers, but uh, you know, I, I don't really support any of that stuff, but you know what? Nine, you know, 99% of the time I, w- I walk by here and it's newfound glory, um, you know, or, or Jason is or, I don't know, freaking the Allman Brothers. You know, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing crazy. I don't know what Greg Allman's talking about in all the Allman Brothers songs. It's probably drugs and the way they make more it likely feel. drug, drugs and sex. Yeah, but you know, um, I, maybe I should be more worried about that. I mean, I, I don't know. But, I don't know the right know, answer. Like, uh, really, I'm not. I don't because cuss words don't bother me. You know, yeah, uh, you know. I mean, I, I, my, my wife is, uh, she, she doesn't say cuss words, and uh, it's a it's a no thing. It doesn't happen in the house. And, and I respect that. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not, I, I remember we saw, uh, I'll just tell this quick story. Um, we saw Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. They're, they're my favorite band. We got a chance. Uh, Brody got to meet them. We've become, uh, kind of, kind of friends with the drummer in the band. Uh, they're, they're, they're a huge band, but he was nice enough to meet us after a show and give us sticks. And then we saw him again in another show and, and all this stuff. And, we're, we're in the front row in St. Augustine. Uh, we were on vacation. They were there, so we went and saw them. And, uh, and I know when the, the bad words are coming up, and, you know, it's really loud. We're in the front row. But I still put my hands over Brody's ears, and my <laughs> wife puts her hands over Taylor's ears. They've heard it before. They know it's coming. Right. And I look, I, I kind of make eyes with the drummer, uh, Chad, and he's laughing, you know. So every time a cuss word would come up, like, uh, we would cover their ears up. They, they could hear it, but it just – 
that that's that's it's a parent thing right honoring her wish yeah yeah you know, i mean i used to i used to do it when the girls were like a little bit younger when they were like eight or seven and, I, and like they were they like to listen to afi and like i knew when the cuss words were coming and i would turn it down yeah and then yeah. i then we got to the point where i'm like hey just don't say these words you, you know what they're gonna yeah. say you yeah, know man. they're they're in middle school they've heard it all they probably yeah. know they've heard stuff we don't know what it means anymore yeah. You know, I apparently Netflix and chill does not mean watch Netflix and chill on the couch. I, negative, negative, that's sir. New. Yeah, so I'm maybe a little bit behind uh, on the lingo these days. Well, just to stay on the same topic, like you know, as your kids, as your kids are starting to develop, because now they're getting to that that age where like they're they're building their character, they're getting into trends, and image is important, and you know everything that we went yeah. through. Like, do, do things like, you know, like my parents hated punk rock. And I'm going to, it's just the way it was. They hate, when, when I got a mohawk, they got pissed. When I, when I tried to dread my, when I tried to put my hair in dreadlocks, they got pissed. Uh, if my t-shirt had a skull on it, they got pissed. I mean, just, no. you, know, yeah. you know, those things, those things ever like, how, cause now that we're adults, like, how do you look at it? Are there things that you want to keep away from them? Or are you just kind of like, just as long as they're not out there doing drugs and getting people pregnant and yeah, whatever. No, like, I, I would, um. I'd be just fine with a skull uh, on on their shirts. I think they both own skulls uh, or T-shirts with skulls on them. I probably paid for them. I was probably there when they got them. Yeah. Uh, that that's okay with me. Uh, I mean, as long as their behavior's correct, know. right? What's that? As long as there's like, as long as their behavior is correct, right? As long as they don't yeah, have man. like my dude, shit. My, behavior. Kid, my my kids are so good. Like, I don't I don't remember the last time I had to get on to Brody, um, just because he's the boy. Uh, for for something, you know what I mean? They're just super well behaved, uh, yeah. and they're just carrying nice nice kids. My daughter Taylor, she's she's the most genuine, generous, sweetest child. I don't I don't know what happened, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, how my daughter my daughters are. My daughters are. It's crazy. It's, it, it bugs me because like like I kind of want you guys to rebel a little bit. That's the whole. Yeah, that's, that's the fun part of being young. Like we, we're supposed yeah. to have, I'm supposed to have these issues with you, but I don't. I don't have any. Uh, complaints and like i'm like am i doing something wrong because you're supposed to be angry at your parents every now and then right at least that's how i grew up that's how yeah you know like you're supposed to have this uh you know this teenage mom and dad knockout for a few years until you, you get that that light bulb like oh my parents were right i still haven't got that light bulb yet but yeah um, i mean maybe maybe it's coming for both of us yeah, uh, maybe, I I, maybe I, we're speaking too soon but you know my shit started when i was like their age like when i was like Middle school, that's when I really started to sneak around, and you know, that's when my, my little rebellion started and quadruple yeah. by the time I got to high school. No, man, I, I, you know, my goal and, and hope is to be as involved as possible, as, yeah. as involved as possible. Um, when we, when we bought this house, we, we bought it because it's in an, it's in a neighborhood. We knew the people around us, um, and we, we bought the house so it would hopefully be the hub of, you know, of the kids when they become 13 and, and, and plus, you know, um, like, you know, Randy Bottles, house was always kind of like that. And I always, I wonder now, was that by design? So, so his parents could keep track of us and him and know where we were and know that we weren't doing anything bad. Like that was, that's how, that was how Stephen Kopak's house was in Callaway. We, uh, he had, he had a skate park set up in the front of it. Yeah. We had rant. We had, I mean, everything but a half pipe, we had quarter pipes and, there was always about ten or twelve of us out there skateboarding or uh, whatever we call it, aggressive inline skating. We went through yeah. that. We went through a weird phase like that, and then that's okay. Uh, yeah. The band, the band practice in the um, the back, the back of the house, and then the rest of the house besides the parents' bedroom, they had like 
Nintendo 64, like James Bond wars going on. Like, yeah. it, it was, the yeah. house was always flooded with children. I wonder if it was by design because we were all there. We weren't we, every day after school. Like, we'd always go to Steve's house and uh, skateboard or play music or whatever. We did that for years until shit. They probably did that all the way until embraced. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it, it worked because you guys were always there. And, and uh, I mean, I, I hope it works here. Uh, you know, I, I want to be as involved as possible. I know there's a day they're going to come where it's like, hey, you know, don't pick me up from school today. I'm I'm riding home with whoever, and we're going to go. I was going to bring that up. I was like, you're, yeah. you're, you're on the road for a, a horrible heartbreak. Yeah, man, <laughs> that, I hope that, not. Because your son, he's going to be, he's going to be a, a, music, you know, a musical genius. We can already see that. And that one day that you're going to want to play, but he's going to have to start his, his first. Yeah, his, that's <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> like, no, Dad, we can't play. <laughs> My my wife got a uh, a text the other day from uh, his little buddy at school who he hangs with, and they FaceTime each other while they play guitar. And the text was, "Hey man, um, you want to start a band? You can be the drummer. Your sister can be the singer and play bass." And I like she shows me this, and it, I'm like, "I'm out. Ow. I'm out, man. <laughs> like, like I just got kicked out, you know, <laughs> of what." But what is mine, whatever the yeah. line is. Uh, yeah, but, like, that's fine with me. Is, is I, I'll, i you know, support whatever, you know. That's all right. There's going to be that time when you guys, when he gets a little bit older, you're going to have an acoustic guitar in the backyard with a fire, and you're going to play and sing songs. And, I mean, that's, the stuff you're doing now is probably going to last a lifetime. I hope so, man. I hope. And, you know, you know, I, I don't know the kid's parents. Um, he seems like a cool kid. I, I can see in FaceTime. Uh well, he was FaceTime one day. He plays a Les Paul, so I'm okay with that. All right. And uh, Brody told me, he's like, yeah, old Dave was uh, out of school for a few days. Must be sick. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And he's like, a couple days later, he's like, no, his parents took him to see Queen in New Orleans. I'm like, all right. Oh, these man. people are probably <laughs> – they're pretty cool, I guess, you know. So this kid can come over. So he likes rock and roll. So hopefully, you know, you're I, I do worry more about who my friends hang out with now as they get older and stuff. But yeah. and they're really good. They're They're – no problems no not yet anyways you know definitely so, definitely lucky on that part yeah yeah i think so i think so but um man what else hit me something i love I, I i i'll talk forever about this i i love it and i can't find a decent podcast where i don't think the dudes are totally douchebags yeah they're all like like i mean like i don't want to stereotype you know, so. I'm, I'm always being stereotyped like like I sound like a veteran when I talk. Like you hear my podcast, I've already had a few uh, a few people tell me that I cuss too much, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's there's not much I can do at 36 to change that. But yeah. like, but you're right. Like I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and they, they all remind me of like that. And I got no, I got no problem with churchgoers, whatever. But yeah. uh, you know that's what they remind me of. Like the people who go to church, they wear blue jean shorts with their collar shirt tucked in and their New Balance shoes with their like their their high socks, and they. You know, they, everything's perfect. Everything's good. And they got all the answers. And it's like, well, then you're probably not living right if you have all, like, if, if it's that, if it's that simple, <laughs> if it's that simple for you to like have it figured out, like it, it's, you're probably not doing it or I don't yeah. know, maybe you're doing it right, but you're, it, it's not, for me, it's not realistic. I, there's a ton of stuff going on in my life. And there's a ton of stuff that happened in my life where it's like, no, it, it's, it's way more complicated than that. Like, yeah, well. this, this, this dad <laughs> shit's, you know. You can't you can't write a book about it because it's not going to fit everybody. No, no, man, no, that's that's definitely right, man. And there's no, uh, 
no method to the madness, you know, and, and all kids are different. Like there, there, oh. there literally can't be a book. I mean, I, I feel like I raised my kids, um, the exact same way my wife and I, um, you know, it, to the T almost. And they're complete polar opposites on some things, you know, I like for going to bed, my son will, will put off going to bed and say, can I have one, can I have a glass of water? You know, Oh, can you tuck me in? Can can we, uh, let me tell you something. My daughter will just get up off the couch and go to bed. And we'll yeah, say a word anyway. if there's always you know? one that's like, like that. Yeah. You know, like, like, uh, it, it's, it's so, it's so different. Um, but man, yeah. Hit me with something else. Let's go. Well, when you, um, so when you, when you think about like, um, like as they, as they get older, um, and then they start, they, they really start to change and they get into like those high school years or what's, what's the biggest fears that you worry about? Like that you're trying to, I don't even know if you can really get in trouble because it's so confusing. Because like one minute, like they're just they're your baby girl, your you know your baby boy, yeah. and they're they're great kids, they're well mannered, and then like all of a sudden there's that switch. There's that one thing that happens. Like it's that one friend they meet. It's the it's just that one thing that happens that that turns that shit around. And next thing you know, you got and we don't know because we ha- we obviously haven't hit that part in our uh, you know the stages of fatherhood, but. We, oh, definitely yeah, remember, we definitely remember in high school because you remember in high school, you, like, especially you, if you grew up, then you went to like Mosley and you grew up in the whole yeah. Haven area. Yeah, yes. I, I did. I, so I didn't. So I didn't get to know everyone. Like, but but most of the people that went to Mosley, they all grew up pretty much around each other. They all went mm-hmm. to the same middle school and you would watch like that one kid and they're doing great. They're making great grades. They're never in trouble. And then all of a sudden 16, 17 comes around and it's 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 it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. That the uh, how, how quick things can change and you go from. Who knows? You go from being like, you know, a, a you know, a honor roll student to like life's falling apart at seventeen, <laughs> drug problems. Yeah, you know. man. I, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a believer, and you got to be involved. Um, and yeah. but you know, I'm also a believer, and you got to, you got to let them make mistakes, and you got to let them figure shit out on their own. Uh, you know, I, you can't shelter them. You got to teach them life lessons uh, and you got to let them have crappy experiences and you, you got to give them the opportunity to do things on their own and 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 all that. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. I know the kids that were, uh, you know, doing really well. And you're like, man, that kid's going to be a doctor. And, you know, now he, he not, not that there's anything wrong with not being a doctor, but you, you, you see higher things and then drugs or the wrong crowd or whatever yeah. takes over um, especially in panama city and it probably happens yeah. everywhere but but me and you can only relate to panama city but a yeah. lot of these people because i was a high school dropout like if there was a, a award for likely to not succeed i was definitely a candidate for that um yeah how, how however I, I somehow i pulled it off and i'm doing great and i have yeah i have a lot to be proud of but there were yeah. some people who were like they were like in the key club they were yeah, they had it all. Like, like their, their faces always on the morning, like morning announcements for doing something special, and then like two years after high school, like they're, I don't know, like I, I knew some of them. They were hooked up Roxies or or whatever the cool party or Oxys, I'm sorry, or whatever the cool drugs were. Yeah, they were getting onto and, and just just like that, like you know, there was. Just, you know, I don't I, I don't know if it's because I, I partied too hard in high school, so like when I did become an adult, like I was a little more uh, aware of what these kind of things do to you. I don't know, but. Sure. I, I, I believe and I think that that kids are going to rebel no matter what. And yep. if you shelter them too much and tell them that all this stuff is the devil and this is bad and this is you can't ever do this, um, that they're going to do it. 
But, you know, the, the way I was taught, um, you know, kind of from my grandfather is, look, man, you know, there's 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 a lot of good paths to go. And uh, and you can take one that will quickly lead you down the wrong way. And uh, and and here here's the right one. You know, he used to he used to tell me, hold it in the road. I got a tattooed on my arm. Every every the last thing he would say to me when I leave after dinner or whatever is hold it in the road. And it just meant keep the straight and narrow. Just don't veer off, man. None of them, none of them kids are going to, that, that, the kids that are going to take you down the, the wrong road, they're not going to be there for you when you need them. They're not going to, uh, you know, be your best friend in 50 years. Um, so, you know, having your kids keep good company and, uh, and, and being involved, I hope will keep them away. Look, man, is Brody going to drink a beer when he's 16 in a parking lot? Probably. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, is Taylor Taylor probably won't. Uh, I can just almost guarantee it. But I hope that he says, you know, hey, Dad, we got some beers. We're gonna drink them. Can we do it at the house? That's what happened to me. My yeah. mom, um, my mom took the keys away from me and Tom Oliver. Uh, we we were pretty young. You know, we were we were seventeen, maybe sixteen, and she's like, y'all drink as much as you want, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, we, we drank a couple of beers and got sick to our stomach. I think we ate like an entire pizza too, but, um, <laughs> you know, she kind of let it happen. And, uh, and she almost was like, Hey, I'd rather, I'd rather you do it here where I have your keys. You're not going anywhere. And, and then you guys go do it and, and be too drunk to know you can't drive and kill somebody or something, you know? So you can't, my point is you can't shelter them too much. Now, I don't want my kids to go smoke the joint you know, in the bathroom. I don't want that to happen. Definitely don't. Um, is there a chance it's going to happen? Yeah, but yeah. you got to keep them in, uh, in good company. I'm afraid of that. I'm, a, I'm really afraid of other kids. I'm not afraid of my kids. Yeah, right well, now. that's what, that's, what I, that's what really fears me the most is like, I, like your shit bags, man. They're, they're I know, terrible I know, sometimes. I, I know what I'm doing and I know how much, you know, my kids mean to me. But yeah. I have no, I know, I have no idea. Like the other kid, like I don't, I don't know what, who his parents are. I don't know if they're yeah. those weirdos from like Southport, who you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just fucking weird. I, I don't know. It, I don't, I get and, it. But you know, I think you're right. And then like it's something I've been really focusing on um, is like being involved and just being present. Um, I think, I think society, you know, obviously everything changes with each generation. But I think you know things are different than when we were kids, and obviously things are different than when our parents were kids. Like the involvement that. And I, you know, that parents play and like, obviously parents should always be as involved as possible, but you know, over the years, you know, just the way life has changed, you usually have two parents who work now, uh, you know, things yeah. like that. But, but I think like, like my generation, probably where it started, like a lot, it, becoming a, like a kid or a teenager became like a lot more complicated, um, with like the, uh, like the, the, the social part of it. Um, you know, like being cool was different, uh, depression and all these other weird things are thrown around now. Um, uh, you know, just I, don't know, I guess the different social constructs, like things like that. It's like it's not, it's not as simple as it's like I guess in my, when my parents were kids, like things I had to worry. about. I had to worry about my kid being super depressed now because yeah, no, it, I get it's, it, it's fed to him. Like like it's and yeah, I, I get. I guess they are super depressed, but it was, it really wasn't that big of a deal when we were growing up. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like you no, had you I had like, you had like the some weird kids that hung out in the parking lot in a weird spot and they they cut themselves every now and then. They listen to Manson and. Yeah. You know, things like that, but like now it's like a bigger deal. Like now we had this huge, like, you know, rate in suicide, like, like you know, teenage suicide. We had this, this, this yeah. weird thing, the teenage bully. Like, 
you know, like you, people can talk shit about all you, you all you want, but the fact of the matter is that it's happening. The teenage bully, it's not like when we were younger. It's different. It's causing kids to, you know, social media, like social media. Like we didn't have social media when we were growing up, you know. So all these different threats that you know to your to your children now that we didn't really either didn't pay attention to, or we just didn't make a big deal, and so they weren't really a big deal until now. And so now it's like this. So being a kid's a lot harder, but being a parent's like it's way harder. Like I like how are you supposed to have their back if you're not, you know, like involved? And I was talking to Jason Lancaster the other day. It's like. You know, when people say you, you shouldn't be your kid's best friend, I'm like, no, that's bullshit. You should definitely be their best friend because it's complicated. Like, it's like you have to know exactly what's going on. Like, your kid's got a Facebook account. I don't know what's going on on their Facebook account unless I have access to it. I'm not saying I need yeah. to have access to it, but I definitely want to know they got a Facebook account. If, in all honesty, I want to make it to where they don't have a Facebook account. But, you know, when you get 16, you know, I wasn't yeah, supposed sure. to drink a drive, but I drank a drive. You know, it's uh, – Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So there's things that are like really – you know, they're different and they're things that I've really like starting to make, you know, make me think more and, and make me nervous. It's like the only way I know how to really get in front of that is like to be a, a, like, we had to go from like what our parents, like first part, my parents were like, go do what you want. You know, yeah. just don't get, just don't embarrass me or get in trouble, you know? Sure. And then now it's like, no, I mean, let's just talk about what you want to do. You can go do what you want, but let's, let's talk about it. And let's like, you know, try to try to come up with like, what are, what are the consequences of these things that you guys want to do? Um, oh, man, I, you know, I what are the threats? You know, it's 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 no longer it's no longer as simple as what it used to be. It's it's a way it's a, it's more dynamic now. I think is you know with kids growing up and, and trying to be a parent now. Yeah, no, I I I totally get it. Um, you're right, man. I, I I I luckily, thankfully, I haven't had to deal with too many things. You know, Brody's a small kid. Uh, he, he's you know my wife's short, petite, tiny, whatever words are. Um, and and Brody's not a a big kid. He's he's in sixth grade, man. Sixth grade's rough, and he's small. That's rough. So we have a lot of conversations about about you know, does it matter if a kid calls you short, you know, um, or or small? Really, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. That probably that kid's probably got some issues if he goes up to a short kid and calls him short, you know. Um, he's been picked on a little bit by by uh, 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 you know one kid actually in particularly. Um, and, you know, I, I think he handles it pretty well, but you got to tell him, man, it doesn't matter. Like, well, it, it's different now. You, you have to like, I'm not going to say it's different. Like it's, it's probably something that we just weren't aware of when we were younger, but it's like, like I have to give my kids these skill sets now. I yeah, have to I'm give them like these, uh, you know, and I'm not just talking about like how to fight. Cause that's a cliche thing. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, my kid's going to learn you know, jujitsu or something, but it's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at it. It's like, he has to learn how to engage in these certain situations and like how to handle them properly. And it's not something that I, had to worry about when like you know bullies yeah. it's just different now and like well, i think you have to... go ahead don't get me wrong like i i think the uh the I, i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not a supporter of a bully but i'm a supporter of having a mentally tough kid yes and if some asshole you know says whatever kids say these days you know if my kid takes it and gives them a little smart out comment back and it really doesn't matter then I, I've I've won, you know, and and, and that's a, my kids have won. That's a huge point because when you look at, like, we're trying we're trying to make a better world. We're trying to get away from like these old habits that that people have. You know, it's it's like when we were younger, like our dads probably told us, like, you know, if you get bully, you treat a bully like it's a bully and and go fight him. But it's like, how more badass would it be if you taught your kid how to, for one, not be afraid of a bully because you can defend yourself, but how to walk away and yeah, just, I mean, you know. 
de-escalate that situation. That's a skill. If you if you keep that skill and you grow up with that skill, it's gonna it's gonna save you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's gonna save you. Sure, sure. I mean, no, I, I hope so. Uh, I mean, you know, my mom told me, you know, sticks and stones, whatever, break bones, words won't hurt me, something like that. And that's just a cliche thing. I, I think you got to teach them. You know, oh, a kid called me short today. Okay, Brody, you're purple. He's like, I'm not purple. I'm like, well, you're not short either. Does it matter? He's like, oh, you're right. Nope, let's go. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's being involved in teaching them those things. You can't be there for all of them, you know, uh, but making tough kids and uh, mentally tough kids as well. You know, don't get me wrong. Me and Brody have boxing gloves. And, yeah. you know, he caught me in the jaw a couple weeks ago. I, I thought I was going to lose my man card because he got yeah. me good. Um, <laughs> You know, and we've had those conversations where, you know, if a kid is if a kid is bullying you to the point where he puts his hands on you, and you've got to defend yourself. You do what you got to do, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I threw my mitts up and uh, he had his gloves on and I said, go ahead and hit me like I'm like I'm that kid that you got to protect yourself from. And he swung and he caught my hand and I I, I had to change gears. He said, Bro, you can't hit somebody that hard at school, man. You're going to hurt him. So, one, I was proud. And then, two, I'm like, shit, he's going to go to school. The kid's going to pick on him, and he's going to knock him out. So well, that's, a, that's a good point because my brother, when he was in high school, he he hit a kid that was uh, – I don't know if he was hitting on my sister or picking on my sister or whatever, but it it almost turned into a, a serious lawsuit. Yeah, wow. And my, bro- well, my, brother's, my brother's only 16, you know, and, like, he almost yeah. – I'm not sure how bad that would have fucked his life up, but it's just like, yeah. you know, all because, like – he didn't think there was a good idea to not hit somebody. It should always be a thought like it's probably a good idea not to hit somebody. Um, yeah. But you know, but it's it has to start somewhere. Like you have to kind of like stop that kind of behavior before it starts, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, we used to get in little scraps outside of the den, and and you know, done little things. I, I look back now, and I wish I, you know, I wish I was smarter than that. But I think. I think if you raise your kids right, you'll they'll feel more like a man walking away uh, than than beating somebody up or winning a fight. You know, I, I that, hope so. Well, that all depends on where, like, how they come up. Yeah, as like you said, like if you raise them right, like because if you don't, if you don't try to like teach them, the, like you know, teach them to think. You know, like to think logically, yeah. to think rationally, to think about consequences. Yeah. You know, you know, discipline is one thing, and like there should definitely always be discipline. Uh, you know, but there should also be. Like, just think logically, like what could happen if you hit somebody or what could happen if, you know, you're being a bully or if you're talking shit on Facebook, what are some of these things that could happen? Or what, what are some of the things that can happen yeah. if you let this affect you negatively? Oh, and yeah, then, man. You know, yeah, like, we, I don't feel like that, that kind of, uh, that kind of real talk or that kind of, you know, what do you call it? Like just raising a kid like that way. I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a, I think it's a pretty new trend. Now that our parents did it bad, I just don't think they, they were worried about, the stuff that now me and you are challenged with because we're seeing it, in, you know, the media is blowing it up and it's turning into this huge thing. It, and now it's because they say it is, it's going to be a big thing now and we're going to have to address it. But it, it's not something that I, like me and you probably, do, like, I don't know how, I'm just going from like, I guess my perspective, but just from my friends and the things I know, it's like that, that wasn't how we raised, that wasn't how kids were raised back then. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I like what you said, you know, you got to tell them consequences and, and I, I like I like both sides of that. Um, you know, I uh, my daughter makes amazing grades, and she's so kind, and and does like this little random acts of kindness for people, and and I don't know. I wish I had more of 
of her brain in me. Um, and my son's the same way. And we, I, we've got them tickets to see Mayday Parade in Tallahassee. They love Mayday Parade. They love them. Um, so we're going to Tallahassee in a couple months to see Mayday Parade. But I explained to, to them, it's not because we want to see this band, but it's because of the human that you are and the things that you do in your life. You, you are being rewarded by these things. We're not taking you so we can post the shit on Instagram right. um, or, you know, selfishly because I want to see Mayday Parade. I do. But, um, you know, my son, the, the first day of school, uh, it, it blew my mind. First day of school is kind of rough on him. You know, he didn't want to go to a new school. Uh, just too many people, you know, he's like me, kind of hates, hates, uh, hates change, hates crowds, uh, hates, you know, anything, anything new. Um, but so he goes to the first day of school and he's kind of somber about it. Um, I'm scrolling through Facebook. I read this post about a uh, 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 lady that works at the school, saw a kid sitting with all his friends, finally at lunch, he can talk to his friends. This kid gets up from the table and goes and sits in this kid um, that's eaten by himself. The kid's obviously foreign um, and, and doesn't know anybody. I scroll right past. I don't really think too much about it. Um, turns out the lady called my wife and it, it was my son. Um, and uh, it just this tiny little thing. Kid's got a good heart and went and sat with a kid who's by himself. Now he wants with him every single day. To me, a tiny little reward is, is hey, we're going to see one of your favorite bands. And yeah. here's why. You you treated a person good who was obviously having a bad day um, at a new school by himself, and and this is what you get out of it. Yeah, you have to yeah. do that. And and the opposite. Hey, that that kid's carried piles of bricks from one end of the yard to the other just because he was a jerk. You know, you like you like carrying those bricks? No, sir. Well, I don't like it when you're a jerk. So, you know, both both sides. Which is probably illegal. That never happened. Yeah. Yeah, that was off uh, the record, by the way. This is a, this yeah. is a comedy podcast. So let me ask you this. Yeah. It seems like our kids are similar in, uh, in nature as far as like just super kind, uh, well-behaved. Uh, something that bothers me, um, my girls live in uh, Jacksonville with their mom. And you probably know their mom. You remember Amy Coleman by any chance? Um, She's probably a year or two older than you. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I do, but I don't. Blonde hair, yeah. right? Blonde hair. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my ex-wife, and you know we have a we have a, a great relationship. Uh, we're all, like her, and my wife. We're all just the best. You know, we're, we're all just like we're in this together. Like it's all about the kids, yeah, and good. we're friends. Happy. But uh, the thing is, like, and I hope she hears this. And yes, I'm taking a jab at her. Like she's a uh, she's a hippie. Like uh, like straight up, like moon gazing, stargazing, like hippie. Great though. It made her an incredible mother or nurturer. Yeah. But one of the things that I guess because I'm the uh, I'm the opposite. I'm a brute alpha male type I'm, I'm a lot more behaved than i was years ago but like i still have like those like everyone's out to get you people are, people can be better you know, i've seen a lot of what people can do too i'm sure, sure you have like sure. not just like the military as or part of my life but like being a paramedic i'm not sure if you if you answer like uh ems calls but yeah like, even being a firefly you deal with some of the scummiest people on the planet you know just, just, just not, not the best type of people, and these, and these are the same people who are raising kids, and so I get a little worried about my daughters because my daughters are so nice, uh, they yeah. are so well behaved, and I worry because the how naive are they? Like, they, like they're having to interact with people they never had to interact before because the only people they really know are like nice, their mom and dad, and like the good friends that we have. Like, yeah. and now you're getting to like these these situations where you're dealing with a scumbag's child, or you're dealing, and like I get worried because the world's a dangerous place, and it's like we oh, understand yeah. earlier. If you, you can have the best kid in the world, but they meet that one wrong person 
that that can that can fuck everything up. And so yeah, like, like it's like I don't know how, but also I don't know how to um, go about. I'm mean, I, I do talk to my daughters, and like I try to like same time. It's it's hard though because. I don't want to scare them either, but like I don't know how to have that conversation without telling you, hey, there are some people out here who don't have their best, your best interest in heart, and they will yeah. fuck your life up. You know? But hey, so my wife, uh, my my daughter rather, um, uh, a couple of years ago went to uh, church camp, and she was going by herself. So we, uh, well, she's going with a bunch of friends and people that we knew from the church. So not at all by herself, really. Uh, but my wife and I weren't going with her. We drove her up there, we dropped her off. We probably spent way too much time like telling her it was going to be okay. But prior to that, you know, I have to have a conversation with her that like, hey, there's bad people in the world and you don't do anything that you don't want to do. If it feels wrong, you don't do it. And I probably scared the crap out of her yeah. to the point where she's like, I don't even want to go to this church camp because there could be bad people there. So I, I get it, um, you know, but she's my baby. She's going away. I don't want her to go away. I didn't want her to go. I told, I argued with my wife about it. Um, so maybe part of me was trying to scare her out of going. Uh, but you're right. You, you, you don't want them to be too naive. Um, I'll tell another one. Uh, Brody and I were, were uh, I don't know what the road is out here. But anyways, right by, uh, right by Winn-Dixie, there's a guy asking for money. And I'm like, you know what? Great opportunity right here. Uh, so we went and bought him a gallon of water and a rotisserie chicken. I'm like, I'm not going to give him money because he's probably going to go buy drugs or alcohol, which is fine if he wants to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll feed the guy. And, I, you know, I pump Brody up like, man, we're going to go do a good deed. It's going to be great. We're going to give this man a meal. Probably hasn't had a meal in a while. And, uh, and we walked up to him, you know, across the street, walked up to him. Brody handed him the chicken. I handed him the water, vice versa. And he's like, God dang, I've been standing out here all day. People just want to bring me water. And I'm like, no, that's not what you say. <laughs> you know, like, you just ruined this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to fight this old man, you know, <laughs> because he ruined my point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that was a good lesson. Like, man, we were trying to be nice. And this freaking, freaking jerk just wanted money so he could buy a 40, which I probably should have just bought him beer. You know, that yeah. would have made him happy in the. Brody wouldn't have known the difference. We learned the lesson anyways, but yeah. it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, but it's, but. it's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's, like, yeah. you can't, you can't be with them every, for the, you, know, this is, like, you only got so much time with them before yeah. it's off here. Go try to make decisions on your own now, or go try to determine who's a good or bad person. And it's like, you know, 13 years. I don't feel like it took me almost 36 years to figure this shit out. Like, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I, it's like you can't rush it, and I can't make up for uh, lost time. And it's just like, uh, high school's what four years away. They're going to college like what five, oh, six geez. years. Uh, Jesus Christ, they're adults. I mean, makes ugh. me sick to my stomach to think yeah, about it. But yeah, and all you're doing is like, oh, they're, they're so good now. They're great. Like, and they're they are, but it's just like. All it takes is that one person. All it takes is that one bad yeah, choice. Man. All it takes is, and it's just like they're so naive and like they don't, like they don't they don't know that, that some people are like are just inherently bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and you can't teach the uh, the ability to see those. You know, no, it, um, it takes a lot of experience. Like, I mean, yeah, you, it sure does. It, it comes with it comes with the we're lucky in the in the sense that it came with the careers that we had, but yeah. you know. Oh man, tell, yeah, tell me about it. Like I'm, I'm the most paranoid dad. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Like, 
I, you know, like you, not near as bad, but I, I've seen some bad things. And like, I, I just, uh, if, if, if we get a call that's on back beach road, you know, motor vehicle accident, back beach road, I'm like, shit, is that my wife? I got to call her, you know, Hey, you good? Yeah. I'm at the house. Yeah. All right. Make sure it wasn't you. Like, that's a little bit, that's a little bit crazy, but you know, I'm worse though, uh, man. Like, like I, uh, I'm a paramedic in the city and, um, you know, I'll go. We got the uh, we got one of the biggest malls in the country up here in Syracuse. It's 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 it might be like number two biggest, but I do stabbings and uh, drug overdoses there all the time, and people get mugged in the parking lot. Yeah. Um. So like, you know, my daughters come up here because the, the mall's so big and it has like so much to do. Like, it's not like our our little Panama City mall where you, you go get your jinkos from Pacific somewhere. So like, it's like you can go there, yeah. ride roller yeah. coasters and bumper cars, and you yeah. know, we do all those like uh, those puzzle houses. But it's like. They don't understand. Like when they ask you, like, can we go to the mall? Like my my immediate answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go to no. the mall. And it's the thing I, I, I try to tell them. It's like, but I mean, eventually my wife calms me down because I do get I do get anxiety over it. Um, yeah, just going there. But it's it's like, what do you do? It's like, like I want you to not want to go to the mall. I want you to be able, or at least walk into a situation like at all times. You know, like I'm paranoid. And like maybe I'm a little too paranoid. But like, I go to a restaurant. I'm assessing the situation. I'm looking to see what people are doing. Like I got, I got a Glock 43 in my, you know, my hip, you know, and I'm yeah. being, I'm being ridiculous. Like, you know, everyone should be doing this, no, but it's I just, get it. it's where my mind is because I've been to a call at Chili's where it, people were shot inside, you know, it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, things like that. It's just like, can't go to Chili's anymore. <laughs> yeah. Not can't go to Chili's, but it's like, it's like, how do you teach that? Like, I want, like, I want you guys to be safe. And I want you guys to be able to, you, you never know what's going to happen, but I want you guys to, quit living in the clouds and thinking that every day is going to be for, you know, you're going to wake up every day. Like it doesn't work like that. There's people out there who want to do bad for no reason. And that, you know, besides, I guess, trying to explain it, but without giving them the, uh, the, the sickness of paranoia that I have, you know, but yeah, no, no. Yeah. You definitely don't want to give them that. I got to get a charger for my phone. Sorry. Um, no, I get it, man. I, we, we went to a, we went to a shooting at rocket lanes. Um, you know, a few, I was, I guess a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, my, like literally the next weekend, my kids are having a birthday party at rocket lanes. I'm like, you're not going, you know, <laughs> different, different crowd. But like, I literally just went to a dead dude in the parking lot there last weekend. And you want to go to a birthday party? Like, it's just not how it doesn't sit well with me, you know, um, you know, granted Friday night and Sunday afternoon at that place are a little bit different, but uh, you know, I totally get it, man. I get it. And I think that's, that's, uh, sorry, dude. Um, I think that's part of being a dad and being protective and, you know, that's your duty. Well, I mean, it, it, it's uh, the same thing that. though. I mean, like if you're a doctor, like me and my wife are both in the medical field. And so whenever we, you know, my daughter was up here last time and she was giving away, like she was, she had like a, her, her neck was cramping. She was having a headache and she was starting to feel feverish. And so immediately two things hit my mind. One, hopefully it's just her period. Two, it's it could be spinal meningitis. You know? Yeah. Now it was neither. It was nothing. But you know, she just Bro, I get she it. was sick. But it's just like your mind immediately jumps because because of the things you've seen, the things that you've done. Yeah. Like your mind immediately goes from like zero to a hundred, like quick. Yeah. No, I I get it, man. I. You know what though? Like, that's I I hope that's normal. You know, um, that's just that's just caring. You know, we you and I both. You know, a kid with stomach pain and the lower right quadrant like oh man it could be their appendix, appendix. yeah <laughs> like, we gotta go now 99 percent chance it's not 
but one percent. You know, I was talking to my friend. Uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, the episode I did with uh, James Gillen, but he's. Uh, we were talking about it. Like, I was watching the video of, um, you know, the uh, there was a husband and wife. They were holding the hands of two of their kids. Each was holding one, and all of a sudden, this woman starts slashing one of their faces with a knife. It's just like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's Insane. like, I'm like uh, granted, that's that's an extreme situation, but yeah. it's just like when you know that things like this can happen, it changes like your outlook on life, especially when you yeah. got kids. It's like everyone I look at, it's like, like I might have. To, yeah. Everyone I look at, everyone I look at, is the possible terrorist or possible possible threat. threat. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I get it. I get it. I, oh man, I think that's that's good. I, I know it has, to, it has to be good, yeah. right? Because if if, the, if that family was thinking the way that me and you think, they might have looked at that woman when she was walking all weird. They might have been like, oh. And then the dad would have been like, here, you guys get on this side of me. And, and would have, like, assess the situation and been like, all right. And then if she would have done anything yeah. stupid, he could have handled it. But instead, because everyone's got their head in the clouds and everyone thinks that everyone's friendly, you know, their kid has to go to the hospital and get stitches. And not only that, but has to live with that horrible memory for the rest of their life, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's some, that's some heavy trauma for a, a, a little one. But, um, no, man, I think that's good. I think just like, just like teaching them right and wrong, being a good example – letting them letting them mess up and fix their own problems i think i think protecting them and 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 uh teaching them you know that not everyone's good is your duty you have to yeah. um uh, i mean you, you taught them how to you taught, you taught them how to look both ways before they cross the road so why wouldn't you teach them that there's evil people and there's there's situations that can happen anywhere yeah. anytime and you you can't be ready for everything but you need to at least be aware of your surroundings and know you know at least yeah. be aware you know absolutely man absolutely and it's it's not even stuff happens everywhere i mean there's freaking school shootings and in, in school or in church shootings so it's it's not like it, it could happen anywhere so you, yeah. you got to be ready got to be uh head on a swivel right, right. well i got to touch Stephen nobles here in a little bit but uh before okay. we uh before we take off uh we didn't say much about your wife and i just feel i don't man I, I, I can't remember who your wife. Like, I, she looks familiar, and I'm sure we've we've yeah. met in the past. But like, I'm 36 now, so my my brain doesn't work like as well as it used to be. But go ahead and tell us something great about her, and then we'll wrap this thing up, buddy. Oh, um, man. Um, so she went to Arnold. She graduated the same year I did, '03. Um, and I, man, I don't want to blow smoke up her butt, but uh, I don't think there's a better mother figure, a better, stronger. I got lucky, man. Yeah. Um, she just, I think that's why I, you know, wanted to be a good, good dad and a good role model and father figure and, and all those things is like almost to kind of keep up. And she does it so effortlessly, um, you know, tiny things. And, and I don't know how she does it, but it, ma it makes me try. Maybe that's why I forced them to play in a rock and roll band with me and, and make them skateboard and surf and all that stuff. So I can, I can try to keep up. Um, well, super think, awesome i don't I, get it i mean i think I, one of the beautiful I, things about your situation though brother is uh like, this happened when you were 20 you, yeah like, like how, how how rare is that you, man, you know I, a 20 year old you know 22 20 year olds get married lasting before they're you know look, dude i know a lot of guys i know a lot of guys that got married in their 20s they were single by the time they were 30 <laughs> so, yeah i mean look dude it's not all uh it's not all great i spent a lot of nights on the couch uh don't get me wrong but Man, you you just you got to find a good one and and I don't know stick with them or or it's not even stick with them. It's hope that they want to stick with you and yeah. do whatever you can. You know, I I was taught by you know my grandfather to honor your wife and and uh, and 
you know, be the man that you think she deserves. Uh, so whether that's being a good husband or working your butt off and paying all the bills so she doesn't have to work or whatever, I, I don't know. Um, you know, but, and, and, and also I think that, you know, I don't know. I think that if we, if we didn't have kids and we weren't raising kids, our, our marriage might not be as, as good or last as long or whatever. Um, I think for, for both of us, we enjoy, uh, being parents so much it makes it really easy to be married does that make sense yeah it does make sense i mean i know like your kids aren't the glue that keeps them together but it's definitely it's, it's i guess it, it gives you something where you guys you're in it together you know you're you're involved yeah. like, this, oh, this is a, this, i mean it's, it's hard like you're a team like it is you're raising team. kids together and, you, you know, know i we we have we have those conversations if if you're not working for the team you're working against it if you're working against it that's against the whole goal. Like the, the yeah. goal is to, to raise a happy, healthy, successful family in the way we want to do it. And, uh, and if, you know, trust me, I'm not always working for it. Sometimes I can be a very selfish person. Um, yeah. you know, my wife is not a selfish person. She's selfless and she's dedicated her lives to making good kids. And, uh, you know, I mean, she's a, she's a second grade teacher. Every second grade teacher on this planet deserves, the world there i don't yeah. i i couldn't teach second grade i now granted you know i'm a fireman i work with grown men who act like they're in second grade it's <laughs> kind of what we do but um yeah i i couldn't i don't know how she does it or or uh why she does it or anything she's just she's good so and we're going on our first vacation with no kids and no other couples this weekend Congratulations. Um, I'm, still, four, I'm, still, I'm still waiting on my honeymoon. Years of, 14 years of being married. We've never gone anywhere where we didn't go with another couple or stay at another couple's house or something. So I have to go to a mall and some stupid mountain in Georgia, but I'm, I'm all in. All right, man. Well, that sounds like yeah. a good thing to end it all, man. So yeah. uh, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. We're going to do it again. Dude, it I want to do another one. I'll, I told you, I'll talk all day about being a dad. It's, it's, it's the, the, most uh garrett defining thing in the world you know i right on i think a lot of guys in our professions define themselves as firemen or paramedics or whatever you know i i'm i'm a dad first and foremost i'm a husband and then i'd like to say like you know guitar player in a rock band but <laughs> <laughs> not that maybe, <laughs> maybe somewhere not down the road not that yeah. talented all right but, brother yeah. it was good talking dad to you man. Life. you too man proud of you keep it all up. right man love you bro